and welcome back to the A Show with the Kings of Pro Wrestling Podcasts. I'm Justin, here with Meals, episode 222 in 2022. Mm. How's that for symmetry for your ass? It is what it is, man. Listen, what a day. What a day, what a day, what a day. What a day. (laughs) We've had quite the day. We've had quite a day. We might let you guys in on it at some point in the future, but we had quite a day. But guess what? Actually, we had quite a week, man. But you know what? We're going to let you all in on it at some point in the future, some point over in our lives. But it's been quite a week. But um, first things first, COVID free, COVID all right. negative. All right. Um, yes, sir. We're here. We live. We're back. We're healthy. I'm about to take my ass back to work and and, and and make people very uncomfortable with the amount of precautions that I would like for them to implement. People <laughs> very, very uncomfortable. I'm going to say, look, please, wear your mask, please. I don't know. I'm not doing that. That's a Listen, if you don't set boundaries for yourself, people will take advantage of you. I learned that from 50 Cent. I just did. Well, you got to look at what 50 Cent does to other people, too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, no one messes with it. Well, seldom people mess with him, but not everybody messes with him because that's the boundaries he set for himself. He was like, listen, I will shoot you or <laughs> you won't mess with me. I will shoot you. And it's not that extreme, but it's I think it's a nice little learning lesson in life of like, listen, make sure that you set these boundaries. Make sure that you you let people in. Make sure you communicate the boundaries that you have. So people learn or people know not to cross those boundaries, especially if they're important to you. So listen, take that little bit of nugget news. Of course, I'm still in these New York streets. Take this little bit of nugget of news and, and, you know, take it amongst your day. Yeah. Uh, Before we, you know, get right into everything, we got a bunch of new patrons. Why? We got a bunch of patrons. (laughs) They... They want to see us die. I think I'm convinced they want to see us die. Mm, okay. I mean, why not? In fact, one of them said as said as much. <laughs> God bless you. I mean, God bless you. But yeah, we'll see. So, uh, some of the some of the patrons that we have, uh, Donnie Lucci, of course. Thank you, sir. Jordan Dinwiddie, thank you, thank you, ma'am. Appreciate you. Sachin's uh, Sepkota. I'm sorry if I said that wrong. Let me know in the comments. Uh, thank you. Spin, spin, sugar. Spin, spin, XX sugar. Thank you. Uh, and DMV fan, one, two, three. That's, that's, that's the guy who wants to see us in pain. He literally came into our Discord and said, I'm really here because, you know, I love the show and everything, but I, I want to see y'all do the hot chip challenge. So we have 89 patrons. <laughs> At a hundred, we're doing the chip challenge. I feel like we're gonna go over that when we when we do uh, when we when we announce some certain things that we're gonna do. I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, we should just announce it now at this point because since we're talking about Patreon, so of course, big news this week. Big news this week. Um, actually, for next week. So next week, of course, yearly tradition. We're going to be without the A show in its yearly tradition, the Royal Rumble pool. Um. Yeah, Royal Rumble Pool. It is 
uh, it's a tradition that we do where we take uh, we we take some of the some of the best and brightest of our of our fandom and our listenership, and we implement them into the Royal Rumble pool. We have we have thirty spots for everyone. Uh, we 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 hand you out a slot, and if you win, you get a guest uh, a guest slot on the show. However, uh, you know this year is going to be really interesting now that we have a Patreon, and uh, we're going to be doing a lot of different things with the Patreon. We'll be able to announce that uh, you know imminently with what we're going to be doing with the Royal Rumble pool. Uh, again, last year's winners. Who won last year? I can't even remember. I know they're going to be pissed off because they're going to be like, I fucking won. I won. Who the fuck won? I, rem- I forgot. There's so much stuff going on. But every year we have we have a new... Do you, Mills, do you remember? Um, No, but... <laughs> um, No, I just don't. I'll be honest with you. I don't. I don't listen. I'll, I don't even remember the stuff that I say on this podcast after it's published. So <laughs> you do one every week. What the hell am I supposed to remember all this stuff for? But if you won last year, if you won any year, I mean, God bless you. I remember the few who won. I remember um, Sinvidius has won. Shout out to him. He went to actually he went to um, an AEW show recently and let me know how it went. And since everyone enjoyed themselves and it was crazy, he went to the one where they had Daniel Bryan versus Paige. Yeah. So he went to that one, which was cool. Um, and he didn't then, walk out right after? Nah, he didn't walk out right after. Um, and the troops. <laughs> and then I remember Armand won one because, yeah. Um, I remember that Rob has won one. Did he win last year? I'm trying to go back and see one. Armand is a couple years ago. Uh, okay. I, I remember Donnie Smooth won one. I remember that because his name was Sushi Boy in our thing. And I was like, wow, Sushi Boy. That's interesting. Um, <laughs> if you hear anything behind me, it's my heat in my house. So unless you guys want me to freeze to death, I'm sorry. You're going to have to bear with the noise. But it seems like it's tuning out every now and then. But yes, it's the heat in my house. Sorry. I live in the projects. Um, not the projects. Yeah, we- the ghetto. Sorry, oh, wow. you not live in the projects. Okay, so <laughs> we have eighty nine patrons. We're uh, what eleven away from a hundred. If you do, if if we get a hundred, obviously you still get all of the great content that we have. Of course, we have legendary run season two. Me and Cyrus will be walking through Batista's two thousand and five run. Uh, of course, we had season one with Kenny Omega's twenty sixteen, but season two is dropping on I believe it's, uh, I said February eighth. So yeah, February eighth, Tuesday, February eighth, season two comes out for Legendary Run. Mills has some really cool stuff coming up. Of course, we have the rewriters room returning this month. We got the uh, vocals. The vocals are in. So if you guys are looking yes. forward to the rewriters room, there will be a new rewriters room out this week. The vocals are officially in. Matter of fact, I might listen when this is up live for everybody else. I'm gonna put this on the Patreon. So it'll be on the Patreon on Wednesday. So make sure you tune into that and then it'll be live for everybody else on Thursday. And then we have War Report on Friday and all this other stuff like that. But if you want everything early and you want all this other special bonus, amazing content, including us attempting to kill ourselves by eating the chip. Well, Attempting because we're still at 89. We're not at 100 yet. We need 11 people. Will 11 people sign up for this thing? I don't know. Um, I, I I'm pretty sure they will once we once we put the the Royal Rumble pull up and some of the special things we'll be doing for for patrons and stuff like that for Rumble, Royal Rumble pull like they're definitely gonna sign up. So. Patreon.com backslash the show RNC. Yes, so thank you guys for again subscribing and uh, we we're we're really looking forward to. Uh, they're trying to get us the fuck out of here this month, so <laughs> we're we're probably eating that chip this month meal. So <laughs> you might as well. <laughs> 
I'm not gonna order it. I'm not gonna have it sit around. I don't want a stale chip. I mean, I'm sure it's stale anyway, because it's. I, I doubt it's. It's. It's probably not even a chip. It's just like a surface of death. This thing about hot chip. It's not actually edible. It's literally. It's probably going to be stale anyway. Yeah, it's just a circle of death at this point. You know, yeah, so yeah. it's a or oddly shaped chip of death, but nonetheless, um, it is what it is. We go buy this milk, man. I'm pretty sure we're gonna get listen. It. Talk about premium live events at WWE or nothing, and that's gonna be a premium live event, man. You Absolutely. might have to have an intro to this. You might have to call a couple people up before we do this. This is gonna be pay per view at this point. Right, we're gonna have we're gonna have the da, 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 da. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! All right, but uh, speaking of Patreon. Uh, let's get in this our Patreon segment. We'll be right back on the free version. All right, free people. <laughs> we just oh, had free people. <laughs> free the people. We just had some of the most stressful shit I've ever been put through on Patreon. <laughs> uh, with the Five with J Five. If you don't know, your first time listener, the Five with J Five is a a series where Mills asks me five questions. I can't obviously can't look at Google. Can't look at anything. <laughs> Uh, and he asked me these questions about wrestling history, uh, and I have to answer them. But this year, he had a little bit of a twist. But uh, we'll let you guys subscribe to find out, obviously. $5 to enter our Patreon uh, to get bonus segments on the A Show, and fun stuff, really funny stuff, and us talking that real shit on our Patreon. So, uh, you know, as always, thank you guys for listening. But also, hey, Patreon is a pretty good, I, I got to say, Mills, pretty good, pretty good deal. Pretty good and deal, I, to be honest with you. Pretty good deal. Uh, but let's get into No Holds Barred. Uh, first up, last weekend, I'm glad this kind of happened not on a day after we record the show, but uh, <laughs> uh, well, I'm sure something will happen tomorrow. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, Mustafa Ali went on Twitter with a produced video saying that he has requested his release from the WWE, saying, citing that his message is too big to be stuck at this company. He's requested his release. Obviously, as you can imagine, this put the timeline in an uproar of many different things, many different uh, opinions. And here's our opinion, starting with meals. How do you feel about this? Once again, I mean, it's it's like I said on the Patreon. If you want to leave, I'm not going to. If you want to quit your job, if things have not been working out well, by all means, like just do whatever you want to do or do what's best for you at the end of the day. Um I'm not even going to say I'm surprised because I guess I'm not. Um, there were obviously last year, I mean, at late, late last year, um, after the whole retribution thing, after the whole moving to SmackDown thing, after the whole losing to Drew McIntyre thing, he made a promo. And the reason why that you guys don't cheer me is because my name is Mustafa Ali. And then he left and it was supposed to be the beginning of a new gimmick, a beginning of a new, I guess, era of Ali's career, which I was applauding because I think... For someone who, you know, especially came from 205 Live, the brand where it seems like everyone who was on that brand is like no longer with the WWE at this point, except a very few. Shout out to Akira Tozawa, um, <laughs> who just like ninja. Um, but there's so many people who have left that brand, but he seemed to be the one who was like, okay, I'm going to reinvent myself. I'm going to take this opportunity. I'm going to hone my craft on the mic. I'm going to hone my craft in the ring, posting all these things where he's like wrestling shadow wrestlers, where he's like doing like 80 moves and then a submission at the end, et cetera, et cetera. I'm improving is what that says. Um, however, uh, 
you know, we didn't see much more of that gimmick. He had a child. It was announced that he was on paternity leave, to which now is being reported that he was only on paternity leave. He, was, he only requested that one week off for paternity leave, and he wanted to get back on the road and get back to his gimmick. We saw a couple of videos of what he wanted to do for his gimmick, but it's since it's been pulled, and then no news until now. Yeah. Um, go ahead. It's, it's not shocking to say that we all thought of, of big things with Ali in particular. Um, he was someone that, to me, kind of outmoded and just seemed like a bigger star than 205 Live could, could contain, even bigger than Cedric bigger than buddy all of them he just had that look i wasn't a i wasn't mad at his heel turn either i thought he was a really good heel too the matches with ricochet were really good he was featured at least somewhat prominently you know regardless of what retribution ended up becoming that was a stable that they had invested a lot of time in in 2020 <laughs> to you know on, on both shows even so you know i i i see you know that there 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 were attempts made but i i just felt like it at this point, it just what it's not a fit for him to be there. Then he should just leave. You know, um, you know what? it's crazy. I do think he's a fit because I do think he's a very malleable superstar or wrestler rather, who can kind of adapt to anything. I mean, you look at the being the scrappy underdog coming up to SmackDown. So many opportunities that I guess he almost had that could have that I think he probably would have at this range excelled at, or maybe would have changed his career tra- trajectory entirely. And then he became the voice of retribution, which I also think was, you know, being able to be someone. Now, retribution was garbage water, in my opinion, just overall the concept, the delivery of that. But it was was to no fault of his own or really the superstars of their own. It's really the effort of the company. Um, But nonetheless, I think he did a great job with what he did. And I always saw him as someone that's like, all right, I'm going to do the best I can with what I got. And mm-hmm. that's kind of how I always saw him as it, it, it reminded me of someone like Sami Zayn, for instance, who was just like, it may not be the best stuff. It may, it, Sami Zayn's an incredible wrestler. He's an incredible entertainer as well. And he seems to be able to mesh both worlds or at least have some creative um, control or capacity to be able to kind of flex his thing, incorporate his ideas and meet them halfway and compromise these things um, that seemingly maybe he wasn't able to do in WWE. Yeah. I don't know. It's um, good. I mean, he speaks of a message. I'm not quite sure what that message would be and what other wrestling company would allow him to do that, especially with like, I, we don't know what the message was. You know, I'm not sure what it is. Like he speaks of this message. Um, Fightful reported that he got into a heated argument with Vince McMahon because Vince had asked him to do something that he would never do. And he walked out and he was never seen again. Um, oh. It, that that seems to be where that stopped. I'm pretty sure he's not the first guy that's gotten into an argument with Vince. I just think that right now with, with what, what we see now, I think me and you pretty much agree. Like, you know, we saw a lot with him. I think he's an asset anywhere he goes. Um, I think if there's anyone that, that everyone says, Oh, they, they wasted and floundered him. I, I think to an extent he was. Um, but I also think that without him, we wouldn't get the, you know, in, in the bad stuff that you can say about his career, it always led to really kind of cool stuff too, which is kind of fucked up to say. But like, with him getting injured, led to Kofi Mania. We would have never had that moment, you know. Right. Um, Brock coming back and doing that moment—that was a holy shit moment that I feel like kind of 
was bigger than whatever they probably would have had set for that. I, I, I and again, like I, I hate to even say it like that, but it's like Brock. Brock is always like instant money. You know what I mean? It's instant people tuning in. It's instant people being interested and intrigued. Brock with the money in the bank was an intriguing to me was a more intriguing story going into it that also helped Seth Rollins. Now, however they chose to handle that after we know what happened after that, that's on them. But you know, if we, if we didn't have Ali in those, those placements, we wouldn't have had those moments. Absolutely. Now let me ask you this question. What are your thoughts on him announcing it on Twitter? Announcing that he's requesting his release from the WWE. Uh, Okay, so he's very online, all right? Mm-hmm. He's very, very online. We know this. A lot of wrestlers are very, very online. But I feel like these wrestlers know exactly what they're doing when they when they do this, when they announce news like this to such a sensitive fan base, a sensitive mm-hmm. and rapid fan base. I'm not a big fan of it. It's almost like... Hey, this is this is what we do. Like I, I but but that's just me. I, I tend to handle my stuff like in general in private. And you won't know until it until it's out. Like a lot of wrestlers do that. I feel like some wrestlers did that as well. Like I felt like uh when Oni Lorcan was released, he he said that he requested his release after they granted it. Where is he at? I don't know. I hope he's doing well. It's been it's been 90 days. Yeah. Over 90 days. It's probably yeah. you sure? Maybe it's been like nah nah nah. <laughs> He was releasing like I think I feel like December or November, but nonetheless, I mean he was on NXT. Like <laughs> he should have a thirty day, but I actually don't know. I don't know. I don't like to pretend like I know the insides of his contract. I really don't know, but I hope he's doing well nonetheless. But um, nah, I completely. I also probably would have handled it very. To me, moves like that scream not necessarily like leverage. yo, leverage to me. Yeah, leverage. And so also it's very notable that like he's requested his release. Probably it was announced what on Saturday? I guess Saturday. Um long weekend, so maybe we haven't heard anything yet. Knowing our luck, he'll be released tomorrow. Um yeah. or after we or literally after we end, hit end on the show, he'll yeah. be gone. <laughs> um but he hasn't been released yet and I think it's up to the company at this point to release. There's been news especially regarding the Jeff Hardy thing and the Tony Storm thing, Tony Storm who also requested her release um a couple of weeks ago that they essentially like they felt bad. It was like, yo, we can't not release them especially I've been even releasing like a million people thus far. Like what is it? We've been releasing people due to budget cuts and we're just not going to release them and we're going to release some and to be honest with you, I think I don't think it's something where they can't come to a compromise um, because I think. What does he want? Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, does he want to have this gimmick? Does he want to, at the end of the day, it's, you know, it's Vince McMahon's show. So at the end of the day, he has to control what's being placed. It's, it's, it's his thing to mold. Like it's not up to Ali to say like, I want this character. I want to do this thing. It's really up to the approval of Vince McMahon. But, um, I think they can come to a compromise if they really wanted to, if they really wanted to keep Ali, which I think they really should, because I think he's talented. And I, and I can't say that they didn't put him in these positions or at least attempted to put him in these positions because they didn't think he was talented. You know what I'm saying? He was, 
moment at uh, Crown Jewel a couple months ago, too. Yeah, and he had a WWE Championship match at like Fastlane a number of years ago. But in the midst of the Kofi Mania thing, he still had a WWE Championship match. I think it was Daniel Bryan versus Kevin Owens versus Ali. Ali, yeah. Um, so he still had that one. So it's not like they think he a scrub. They had the confidence with him to make him the leader of retribution because it was this leader with no face, no group or something, and they wanted someone recognizable and strong to carry it. So they can't be like, oh, they didn't they didn't see the potential in him and they didn't do it. It's not necessarily one of those. So I would like to think that Vince McMahon, especially, you know, someone who sees the the worth in having I guess multicultural roster. Um yeah would want to necessarily get rid of that easily. But then again, we have no idea what's going to happen. I wish him the best in his future endeavors or just anything that happens in the future anyway. If he wants to get released, I'm interested to see if he's been promised. It's like, all right, well, this is a place where I can definitely do this or this is a place where I can do that. I'm not sure at all, but, you know, knowing... Ali. I don't know what I don't know what provocative messages in any other wrestling company that he could he could do that like I don't know. I, I just don't know what message he's trying to he's trying to get out, I think. We we don't know. I guess we'll find out after he, he's gone. But um yeah. it seems like something that Vince is probably gonna try and smooth over though, if that's if he's that close with Vince. So Absolutely. Yeah. We'll see. Um Speaking of Vince, MLW, <laughs> Major League Wrestling, uh, filed a lawsuit against WWE, yeah, antitrust lawsuit <laughs> uh, about uh, WWE basically accusing them of, of trying to block certain movements and certain uh, moves that MLW is trying to make on platforms such as Tubi uh, with companies such as Fox and Vice and stuff like that. They, they, the, the actual lawsuit stuff is, is very very long uh, i did check it out uh but it seems as though a lot of people are like whatever on this like no one's really taking this seriously at all <laughs> yeah i mean to be honest i don't care but <laughs> like if you're really being honest with you uh, and people outside seem to give a hoot about it but um yeah i mean well, one of the quote is literally and this is why I don't think they have much to stand on is uh, then WWE executive warned Vice TV that Vince McMahon was pissed about Vice airing on MLD, MLW programming and that Vice TV should stop working with MLW. That, that's that's hearsay unless they have someone willing to testify that. <sighs> right, like they're, they're, they're the court Bauer, who, who's head of uh, MLW, saying that. Uh, Vince McMahon's company has been depriving its competitors of critical opportunities for many years, further insisting that the rest of the pro wrestling world should come together to end this anti-competitive behavior. It states that WWE programmings have lost their popularity in the last five years due to inferior uh, content, amongst other things. Thus, it targeted MLW with uh, unlawful predatory conduct that included airing without authority MLW wrestling footage, which I have no clue on what show they did that on persuading wrestlers under exclusive contracts with MLW to terminate these contracts and encouraging MLW wrestlers to breach their contracts with MLW by disclosing MLW's confidential and proprietary business information. Yeah, I'd have to see the receipts on that one. <laughs> I have no yeah, I, this just seems insane. I do know this. 
when you have people like Joy Janela, who is definitely not pro WWE in the least bit, saying, oh, this is bullshit. You guys underpaid talent and you, you're way more like shifty and shysty than WWE is. Then that, that's that should tell you when the talent's going against it and they're, they're openly going against it. Like they're, they're laughing at this. Uh, WWE uh, counsel, legal counsel, Jerry McDevitt. Who wants to retire? To- and <laughs> what I saw was like, that man wants to retire. And Vince is like, nah, retire where? He's, he's done. He's like, nigga, I'm giving you all this money. He said, uh, he said, uh, I have not seen the full lawsuit since WWE has not been served. If Tubi breached, then sue Tubi. As to Vice, WWE has no commercial relationship with them or for that matter, any of the other dozens of content distribution entities with whom MLW could do a deal with if they had a commercially viable product. If they put a show on Vice, if my memory serves me correctly, after one of the Dark Side shows and lost most of the audience, I think I read they got 40,000 viewers. No wonder Vice did no no further deal. (laughs) Damn, barring him up. Jerry McDevitt, baby. (laughs) Went upside his head real quick. (laughs) Rocked his jaw. (laughs) But no, seriously. I didn't watch that. Seriously, I don't think. Listen, AEW is a, is, a, is a successful wrestling company. I don't think that the claim that WWE is stopping anyone from doing anything is stopping AEW from doing anything that they want to do. No, I mean maybe like you can't maybe hold the, the show at MSG or something along those lines. Yeah, but every company, listen, companies do shit like this. It ain't fair. Microsoft just bought Activision Blizzard today. I saw seventy. <laughs> you know. Mil for 70 billion dollars and and they're being cheeky on whether they're gonna allow games like call of duty to be on other platforms this is literally just what companies do so if wwe which is the the big dog in the game with the money says hey msg don't do that shit we're gonna give you roman versus brock on tv we're paying you top dollar to have these exclusive shows so yeah that's what they're gonna do I, i i don't see the i i really don't see it MLW is a is a product. I watched their show on Vice. I thought it was solid. Uh what what more can what what more can 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 you can you add here? Uh I don't know if the, if WWE hasn't been served, then I feel like this might be just some PRBS. I agree. I feel like this, this is just some like they're trying to get some they're trying to get some cool internet points, stuff that everyone yeah. else is doing on the internet. Like it's so whack. No one's going for it though, <laughs> which is why it's funny. Though, because this is the age that we live in. It's like it's so weird. Like you know what I'm saying? Like we're about to talk about another story where I guess the internet kind of rolled off of control. But it's so annoying the fact that every time it's just like this contrarian opinion. It's like um, it's kind of being used to not necessarily because like I don't thing with the company but like y'all don't feel that it's weird that y'all like demonize y'all don't demonize the same every every company the same way they do you know what i'm saying yeah. um y'all don't demonize i mean there's black champions here black champions there but there's none here and some there and wwe is really the only one with kind of any history to stand on because a lot of majority of these companies are still been made within the last decade so there's not really a lot to go from but no one that's an eye of like listen it's two i saw the i saw the diversity thing come up uh for ali wanting his release and i was like guys <laughs> i was like if you couldn't miss the point anymore and people thinking like yo we're like champions company in it but it's real realizing that like yo y'all gotta really take a look at like everything you know what i'm saying 
Like, it's not that we're championing this company and the reason why we're defending these moves is because it's like, oh, this is our favorite and we're thing. But it's also like, yo, take a real take a real look at the landscape around us and realize that not things aren't really that much better out there mm-hmm. to be real with you. And this is a company that's actively trying to do these things. And people like, don't support the company, support the wrestlers. I'm supporting everybody who puts <laughs> like, we just had this situation that, you know, maybe we'll talk about next week on the Patreon and stuff like that, where it's like, obviously well, we're, definitely, we're definitely going to talk about the situation because I feel like, I, I feel like certain people need to need to know what we're trying to do. But they're, obviously- but they're, but they're supporting their company. And yeah. despite everything that has been done or has been recently or something like that, they're still supporting the company. Yeah. And the reason why we, we I, I don't want to like make it public because it's, it's just something, but we, we like being transparent to our listeners and what we're trying to do and how we're trying to grow our company of the A show. And I think it would, it would, it would be important for, um for people to know. So next week we're going to talk about it. It's just too new. It literally just happened before we recorded today. But uh, speaking of more controversy and stuff, uh, WWE 2K22. The box art leaked. I and the thing that's funny with me with this is that it's been pretty patently obvious that it was going to be this person. It was going to be Ray on the on the cover. I mean, I have no idea. I don't really follow all these things. But if it was, well, there's been leaks, and the leaks were point were pretty much pointing people into that direction. And it was, yo, it, you know, there they've been leaks about it, and it came out that you know he was on the cover. There's a bunch of pre-order stuff. Obviously, this is a much anticipated game. It's been two years almost uh, since the a 2K game has come out after the debacle that was uh, 2K20. <laughs> yeah, 2K20. Uh, and, you know, a lot of people were like, well, where's Sasha? And I said, wait, what? <laughs> I literally was like, wait, what? <laughs> Yo, the, this, the internet's so fucking weird, bro. Like, it just is what it is. Like, who told y'all that Sasha Banks was going to be undiscovered with this video game? I have no clue how that was even uh that I I had never seen leaks that even said that. The only leaks of this game that I saw was that it was gonna be Ray or it was gonna be a legend on the front. And people are suddenly like, yo, people don't know who Ray Mysterio is. And I'm like, bro, are you dumb? Are you are Oh, that you... guy got packed out. He got packed out. Bruh, it, it, as he should have, because to ask that people don't know who Ray Mysterio is, Ray Mysterio is one of the most popular professional wrestlers of all time all time yeah. Yeah. all time and he's still wrestling today he's 47 years old and he still wrestles today and he's still one of the most popular wrestlers today i've seen this man show up at the royal rumble he wasn't even with the company show up and got a mega pop just because he is mm. one of the most popular recognizable wrestlers of all time and that is why he's on the cover because and this he, isn't to say that, this isn't to say that sasha won't be there in a couple years yeah but this you, is the direction they, that they're going well, it's not WWE's choice. It's 2K's choice. Right. At the end of the day, they're the ones licensing the fucking shit. And also, just because 2K20 had had Roman and Becky on the cover doesn't mean that they're going to go and do it the same way. But I think it's also like it's marketing and how they choose to go about this thing. Like when you have Roman and Becky on the cover, you're inviting and say like, yo, listen, we're creating this opportunity for both male and female wrestlers and we're establishing this. So we need a female on the cover to be able to do this. When you do something like 2K22, if they're putting Rey Mysterio on the cover, you're saying like, yo, this is some legendary shit. 
this is some next yeah. level. We have to really pop back out because it's been two years. We had to do this in development. We pushed back the game again. We really got to do some legendary stuff. And who's better than the legend of Rey Mysterio? That's kind of how I see it. Um, no, it, it's definitely really weird. I saw it. I, I saw people getting super mad about it. But yeah, it's like, and it started a discourse. And I'm like, yo, are y'all buying the game or not? Who cares? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Like, I nothing. Not everything has to be a fight about one thing or the other. I swear to God. Like, even even down to the Ali thing, it's like me and you. I think we didn't really personally get involved because one, it was the weekend. <laughs> Yeah, that's number one. Um, I think you were doing great things over the weekend. I think you, I saw on the Instagram, I think you were getting measured for tuxes and stuff. Yeah, I was doing good stuff. I was, yeah. I was living life. Like we say, like when we come off the show, like that's it. God, <laughs> you know what I'm it is the one is the weekend. I just recovered from COVID. I'm going outside for a little bit to do things. I need to get stuff done. When, when that right. news happened, I was returning stuff for Christmas that I hadn't been able to return in weeks. Um. So I didn't get involved, but people want to make it a discourse online. I bet they're going to say he ran from the grind. It's not. Not? This is not one of the other. He, he was what? the definition of the grind. <laughs> he was the definition of the grind. Who's saying this? He, like, he, like it's, it's completely different. When, when, when we say, obviously, it's a little facetious when we talk about Adam Cole running from the grind. But when we say that, it means that Adam Cole didn't even try. Mustafa <laughs> Ali definitely tried and was given everything that you know he we're not given everything but he took everything that was given to him and he he he, he toughed it out I, I give anyone respect for that if it ain't working you gotta go what do you like I, I didn't understand that either i was like listen man and i don't even think that was pointed directly like at us so to speak mm-hmm. but like we, we we have said the term at times but it's like I, i'm just tired of being a lightning rod for stuff when all we do is just talk sh- talk our shit on a, on this show or on Twitter, like it's it's whack. Like I agree, I agree. Like, we're not a, trying to we're not trying to to cause to to draw ire from you people. Yes, <laughs> we're just I really I'm just, don't care. <laughs> yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm my brother, right? Right. I was talking to um. So I'm gonna be on uh on Patreon one of Tiger Driver's upcoming shows on Patreon where they they're actually talking about my Miz fandom. Um, and I said that on this, like, yo, I just talk shit on the internet. Like this isn't, I, I critique my own views and how I experience things and it's not meant to incite. I don't do things to incite. I do things because I feel like it. <laughs> um, but it is what it is. I'm not going to engage. It is what it is. Like, I don't, we're not standing here and we're not going to sit here and go back and forth with people. And go through our mentions one by one and start going at people. Because we don't have time for that. We have real lives. <laughs> yeah. um, so we're not going to do that. But sidebar, going back to the Rey Mysterio thing, like this doesn't have to become an argument. It's a rest, it's a video game. And the cover isn't even out yet. And are you getting it? Do you think? We haven't even seen the gameplay yet. Like, relax. <laughs> they, they will never relax. Uh, one more thing before we, we get to uh, get to the break and get to the shows. Sure. Uh, Elimination Chamber. Coming to Saudi Arabia in February. It's official Saturday. Another Saturday pay-per-view. Nick Khan is not fucking playing with these shits, bro. How do they get to Saudi Arabia on Saturday after Friday night SmackDown? I think you do a skeleton crew of people who will not be on the show. And you rock with it that way. I would imagine. You really got to see Madcap versus... (laughs) 
Metcalf versus Ricochet again. Two out of three falls. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty sure that's what's going to happen. Uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, good, good on them. Uh, I, this is the first time Elimination Chamber will be outside of the, the U.S. I just think it's kind of odd to keep the elimination part of it. You, you, you should probably... You should probably change that part. <laughs> it's, I mean, I mean, hey, listen, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just, I just don't think it's a. I, I think it's a, a, a just objectively terrible to keep elimination in that name, uh, considering where you're going and uh, and what's going on there. But yeah, uh, I, I, I mean, good news for them. Saturday pay per views, man. I, I, I don't hate them. Listen, ten out of ten would do again. How about that? Especially after day one, I was like, "Shit, I felt I felt energized." Yeah, because Mania is on Sunday this year, and I'm just like, "Bro, it's about to be nine million hours long." <laughs> nah, it'll be short. I felt like last year's Mania was was relatively short on the on the second day. First night was pretty long though. Um, let's just go right into the shows. I feel like we need a break today. Yeah, why not? We're running long. Uh, SmackDown. Thought it was a better show than most weeks, but I, I can't help but feel the malaise of them not having much. For, for SmackDown. You're doing a lot to avoid the thing that I've said from the beginning that SmackDown got fleeced completely. They have no character on this show outside of Roman Reigns. They have no they have no like how can I say this root into the ground. It is a Roman Reigns segment multiple. <laughs> it is <laughs> Madcap Moss and Baron Corbin doing something that makes me want to turn the TV off. And there's just so much more. A Charlotte thing. They're continuing Naomi versus Sonya Deville, which I think needs to get to a certain... We're at the point of the story where this has been going on so long, it needs to reach some sort of inflection point where something happens. (laughs) We can't just wait till WrestleMania for something to happen. And you can't just keep Naomi, keep getting... um, sort of lambasted or, you know, odds of being thrown in Sonya Deville's way. You can't just keep having it happen. Something has to change, you know? Um, but Lita was on SmackDown, so that was cool. She looked great. She looked, oh, she looked great. amazing, yeah. I was like, wow, look at that. You know, I thought she was really? going to age like trash, but she's she's doing all right for herself. Yeah, she had a pretty good segment with Charlotte. People were upset the way Charlotte sold the twist of fate. And I said, listen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, it was pretty bad. She was wearing a Disney on Ice outfit I and know. some heels. She thought she was. <laughs> and I'm not, if I'm her, I'm not landing on my chest in that outfit. She's pro- she's not she's not properly like she wasn't properly you know protected. I wouldn't do that either. I mean, twist of fate. You can really twist of fate's really. You really have a, a multitude of seconds to decide how you want to take that move. <laughs> But I'm saying, Mills, you think, and a, you think and a lot she- of people have taken it on their hands, which is like, and then spiked up on their head as if it was like spiking their head down. But yeah, yeah, you can kind of do whatever. But no, I agree. But also, it was pretty bad. So I looked at it and said, I, ain't, I, I wouldn't have took it either. <laughs> I wouldn't have took that shit either. Uh, I, I like, I like that they're stacking the deck against, um, against Charlotte in the Rumble here. I like uh, that Charlotte Lita has a story. I like that Lita wants to go to WrestleMania because with a lot of these nostalgia picks, and there are definitely some um, critiques online of like, why did they announce the surprises? It's like for moments like this, 
idiot. Yeah. Um, but um, there were a lot of back and forth, but I think for her to have the story of like, I want to go to WrestleMania and I want to compete in WrestleMania. And I think I got one more run in me. I don't think we see that if it's a surprise nostalgic run, you know, there, if, if that's the case, they're more used as props more than having their own story of wanting to go to WrestleMania. And even um, Mickey James, she was on Ariel Hawani's show, which I actually listened to a couple days before this. And she was like, yo, I want to, I want to go to WrestleMania. I want to take the impact world championship to WrestleMania champion versus champion type of thing. So, That'd be tight. That'd be good for impact. And I feel like a a moment where WWE could use some of their shine to put shine on something, someone else, which is what I feel like a lot of people say they don't do. Mm-hmm. And it, it, I think it would just be a moment that would just be like, wow, like you would just watch it for how monumental it is because they used to do shit like this in territories. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm not saying they're going to take it back to that day and they're, they're going to call AEW the next day, but it's a moment where it's like they can pick and choose when to make that that type of decision makes sense and i and i think that mickey's like the perfect gateway because people are familiar with her on that show and people are familiar with her on impact as well so that'd be kind of kind of tight two things for aew that we actually missed one um it was reported by fightful that lita had oh, considered yeah. an aew run at some point in the past uh, leverage <laughs> worked out leverage um and then second completely whiffed <laughs> That Cody yeah, Rhodes is a free agent. <laughs> yeah, we got in the weeds with the other stuff. Yeah, the Cody Rhodes thing, and it actually dropped before we recorded the show too, which was kind of rare. But uh, being reported that Cody Rhodes is not under contract with AEW anymore. He's actually working as a free agent, working without a contract, and he's the current TNT champion. Uh, and that is talent and EVP. So he's actually not even an executive anymore there either. That is so uh, weird. <laughs> I and I and I said this to you the other day i don't know how it's smart for them to have given these guys two three-year deals because if you remember correctly the bucks also resigned and i would imagine kenny omega probably resigned uh sometime or he's either up coming up soon or he's resigned before that and we just don't know it yet but they resigned until like 2025 2026 who's getting three-year evp slash talent deals if you're building this company that doesn't make any sense you would at least put them onto five five year deals right that would have made more sense to me i don't think you can have even a sustainable company in five years like (laughs) to me it's like if you're trying to establish these practices and a lot of stuff like that it takes more than five years it takes a lot more than 2019 to 2021 i'll tell you that like it's a i'm it's just that was just to me the evp one being also three years i was like wait so was he an evp like in like how does the evp have a three years in my brain but maybe maybe it's my own naive thing but like how does the evp only have a three-year deal i would imagine they would be on until they decide they want to step down or they've been voted out by the board of directors or something along those lines or tony they're not public they're not public so like they don't even have that so so yeah (laughs) three-year deals but yeah that's so weird so a lot of people are now speculating what code you probably do you'd have to like respond right (laughs) Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Other than resign, like, where's he gonna? Uh, I mean, you're not gonna. Don't do it. Gonna... We're not doing that six minute entrance on at the Royal Rumble. Yeah, because I mean, if, you, if, if this if this motherfucker did this to get leverage to go somewhere else and and have like the Roman Reigns type look, his wife is still EVP though. His wife is still in the. I don't know. This is very weird. 
not to say that you have to follow your wife, but it's like, huh? I, I don't know, bro. <laughs> I, I don't like, that's why I was like, other than the shock of it being, you know, true and, and that happening and, and all of that, like, I, I just can't I see. Oh, my bad. All right. <laughs> Sorry. All good. My, 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 my phone's connected to the board. Is that um, the calling back? No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, but like, you know, other than, than, than the shock, I'm, I I don't think that it's going to end up with anything but uh, but him returning to AEW. I don't. I don't. And all of me, and all of me, and all of me. <laughs> His entrance cracks me up every time, bro. Uh, but yeah, that that was our. I, I'm pretty sure Quan and, and Cyrus will have. Oh yeah, more to talk about with that on uh, on Friday. On Friday, but um, Aaliyah broke a record on SmackDown. <laughs> I love that she referenced throwing up. I was like, because I was pretty sure that was the reason why she wasn't on TV. <laughs> Two months. <laughs> it took her out Survivor Series. It took her everything. It was like, when you grow up, you come back to us. <laughs> throwing up. Clean that shit up. When you uh, get your bib or figure it out, we're going to send you to Dr. I. We're going to send you to a couple of doctors. Once you figure that thing out, then you can come back. Um. Last segment with with uh wait, wait not last segment we got to go through the best segment. Got it. Oh, the Sami Zayn segment. Sami yes. Zayn thing was tremendous. Are you kidding me? What? <laughs> he has an uncanny ability to really get the crowd to hate him. The celebrity whisperer, man. He knows what to do. I thought that him doing the the, the knockoff jackass music. Zayn. <laughs> <laughs> The, the knockoff jackass music, the, you know, getting the guys to help him, and then he's being like, oh, no, 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 wait, 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 I don't want to do it, I don't want to do it. Like, such a great, like, you know he's not going to do it, but you're wondering how far he's going to let this this bit go, and then you see how far it is, and it's like, all right, that was that was fantastic. I, I thought it was a really, really good segment. Um, what What's for Mania with Sammy? Anything he wants, man, at this point. Who's the celebrity for WrestleMania? That's really kind of is. It's the world is his oyster. He can do whatever he wants because he is such. He's one of those malleable talents. I was talking about the same thing as Ali. He's the same one where it's just like he can do anything, like anything. If he wants to be Intercontinental Champion at WrestleMania, he can do that. If he wants to be in a battle royal, he can do that. If he wants to come up with a tag team partner and be a tag team champion, he can do that. If he wants to fight a celebrity, he can do that. Sami Zayn can do anything. He's a goat. He's a goat. Um, a couple other notes from SmackDown, real quick before you think. What do you? I, I guess we already talked about the Naomi thing, but I thought it was like interesting that she turned up the heat in the room for her to take off her jacket for her to beat her up, and then they she didn't even get to beat her up. They're stretching it out a little too long. Yeah, I think it's, the money here would have been to beat her up. Because <laughs> I don't get why you have Zia Lee come out and then just have her not have her do Zia Lee's done every damn near every house show since she debuted on SmackDown and has not been on the main show. I don't, I don't get what the, I'm guessing they're rewriting things around Tony and Sasha being gone. No, nah, that's stupid. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Figure it out. Figure it out, ladies. Um, and then just one more note. Ricochet gets beat by Sheamus. I do not understand what's the constant beating of what my only problem with Sheamus has been. We have Sheamus win. 
a lot and it leads yeah. nowhere. <laughs> yeah. It literally he, leads to nothing. He wins a lot to lose to one guy and then beats everyone else again. Yeah. It, it's like weird. Like last year he, he won a lot just to get beat by Damian Priest. Then he continued to win again. Being getting beaten by Drew McIntyre, getting beat by Matt, or he beats Matt Riddle at WrestleMania. A lot of you know, a lot of wins here. Then he loses to Damian Priest, and then he w- c- continues to keep winning and winning and winning. Like it doesn't. I'm so confused in the direction of his character, but I'm sorry that Ricochet continues to have to just give. I know they want to do something with him because we got if, new music. Yeah, we got new music. <laughs> damn, I was like, damn. I was I loved one and only, but I know they want to do something with him, but they just haven't done anything with him, and I'm just like, yo, this is insane. Um, yo, we get to the final segment now. Final segment between Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins. It was good. It was fine. I I, I know a lot of people are like, whoa, whoa, shit, it's crazy. I was like, oh, it was it was. You hear Roman sneak Roman? out the Urim sneak out the little the N word. He was like. <laughs> Roman, 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 is definitely someone who who is exactly who we think he is off of off of the TV. <laughs> and Uzo's are too. Yeah, for sure. Oh, a hundred percent. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Oh yeah, solo support, all of them, man. Listen, <laughs> I, I don't really know what much to say about that. <laughs> Like they they pretty much the same day. Hey, it's like hey, he had a Booker T moment, man. Listen, he had a moment. You better watch that shit. You better watch that shit, man. They, they cut it out the replay. But <laughs> it's the fact they had to know because they cut it out the replay. They didn't even let he didn't even really say it. He was like mm-hmm. He ain't even half. He's not even half black. He better relax. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> I agree. I agree. He better relax. Yeah, he needs to relax. I, I know he was he he was feeling good. Like I know stuff was like, ooh, nigga, you don't tell me that when we <laughs> we in the whip. <laughs> but yeah, he need to chill. Uh, of course, every you know he he hits he hits below the belt with the with the uh, Becky comment, dodges the Usos. This match is gonna be good. I don't think I need to be sold on it anymore. Yeah, not really. Uh, I don't really. I don't really need to be sold on it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go to Raw. Okay. Long show. <laughs> Lots of heavily fun. dragged, heavily dragged at the ten o'clock hour. I will say, you know, it had some stuff on there. It had some stuff. Things happened. Um, I want to get to the top of what I really enjoyed from the show, that and that was the Alpha Academy segment. I've been wanting to talk about this. It was tremendous. I mean, what do you? Chad, mean? Gable, Chad Gable has it. All right. <laughs> He's been waiting for it, man. He's been waiting. This is yeah. the moment that we've been waiting for. When everyone says all nice things about Chad Gable, this is the moment they're referring to. This moment where he's able to stand in front of a crowd and command it despite it. Like, yo, he's five foot six. It's like, who at the end of the day, they're characters. Like, who the fuck cares? Like, he, he's an incredibly talented wrestler and incredibly talented entertainer. And we're glad he had the moment to show this in this very over the top, ridiculous ass segment. Yeah, it was, it's always in ring that we hear from it. But I think the, the the one intangible that you have to be good at at this company is being able to do segments like that and do them completely straight face. It is completely ridiculous. Of course, Riddle brings it, and that's why he's so successful, is because he brings it during these ridiculous segments, and it doesn't seem like he does. You know what I'm saying? Like I remember Nia Jax always seemed like she never wanted to do shit. Yeah, pretty much. Which, like, 
which like on the outset, yeah, you're right. It's pretty stupid. Some of the shit she had to do. But if you just go ahead and do it, like you start to get more opportunities there. And that's just is what it is. <laughs> but um, I thought it was great. I thought Otis was great. I know you're not a fan of Otis, but I think this I think he's really playing the part here. He's, he's really great in this role. You you popped big. For the moment yeah. where they announced that next week we're gonna have an academic, was it called an academic um, or academic showdown? Yeah, and my nigga's eyes it was like, yo, he was like, wait, wait. He said, hold on. <laughs> he said, I, uh, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> oh my god, oh, brother. Hey, you gotta relax on that one, bro. Nah, that was that was great. I I think if you keep Otis to the, that type of stuff, then it's good. Like, I was a little bit like, wow, man, why? But now I'm like, okay, I see it. These are gonna be like, they're gonna be what we want them to be. Yes, you know, they're gonna be what, what we want them to be in terms Hot- of like in and comedy. Hottest program on the show. It is. I, I listen. I would. Uh. I would say that I agree with you now that uh, Riddle and Randy are kind of the top two acts on the show, probably top five in the company. Those These guys are huge. They are. Listen, it's gotten to the point. It's gotten to the point. This is a, I don't know if this is going to be a hot take or not. It's gotten to the point where if Drew McIntyre is not in this Royal Rumble, which I don't expect him to be, it has to be either Randy or Riddle. Hmm. <laughs> It's just too mm. powerful. It's too strong to not let this go on. And I mean, Riddle versus Brock, Randy versus Brock, Randy versus Roman, Riddle versus Roman. Listen, man. Hey. Listen. <laughs> it speaks for itself. Um, are, we, are we ready for that? Are we ready for that dialogue when it happens, though? Because I, I really do believe Riddle is going to have a title by the end of the year. It could happen. I'm just letting you know. Yeah. Very well could yeah. happen. I feel like once that case got closed and and he was found, like, you know, they dropped it. He was found, you know what I'm saying? There there basically was no case anymore. His push started. <laughs> he was, like, floundering before that. He wasn't really doing much before that. To the moon, That's what baby. I think I, it, it, I, that's and I said it on the show that I felt like when that case was, got cleared up, it you know if if it ended bad for him, he'd be gone. If it ended you know favorable for him, then they would probably do what they wanted to do since he since he debuted in twenty twenty. They debuted him during like the height of the pandemic, and they made big nets for him and everything. There was a big deal for him that first night he was on the show. He faced AJ, I think, or something like that that first night. Yeah, like they've always had big ideas for this guy, and. I think that they've kept it low because of the issues he had outside the ring. And then now when it went away, they started giving him stuff and they, they moved shows. He wasn't around Roman. He wasn't around anyone that could be a liability for working with him. And now it's like, okay, they feel like it's okay to just come out with this. And I, I, you know, I, I feel like it's going to cause a, a big, a big conversation. You know, we, we largely tried to keep the riddle conversation to just his in-ring stuff, but it's hard to, it's going to be hard to deny the out of the ring stuff that he was accused for. Um, whether the case was dropped or not, if he was to win the Royal Rumble or to win a title in this company. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, what else are you going to talk on? Because there's a lot of stuff that happened on Monday Night Raw, actually. 
uh, <laughs> uh, almost being having no, literally no direction after leaving AJ, which, which I, I, think, I mean, yeah, his direction is eliminating seven people in the Royal Rumble. Yeah, there you go. There good, it is. Uh, no AJ on the show, which leads more credence to, to me thinking that he's going to be an NXT guy after this, uh, after the Rumble. Uh, Nikki Nikki Cross or in, in or Nikki Nikki Ash and Rhea Ripley has continued their feud. They're still they try to incorporate uh, Carmella and Zelina into this. But you know why? Because they have no contenders. They are a tag team champion without a division. There is no competition for them currently. Mm-hmm. Not a single one. We've broken up them all. Break these girls up too. Actually, no. I'm pretty sure they're waiting and lying in the wait because the Bellas will challenge for these championships <laughs> the minute they can. Absolutely. They're going to beat them for this, the championships at WrestleMania. Let's just be clear. I don't even think we got to wait till WrestleMania, to be honest with you. It might happen in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> <laughs> Can't believe, you know, we just had the opportunity to go to Saudi Arabia and just wrestle in front of girls and show them that we can win tag team championships too. Something along those lines. Oh my god. What was that? I don't know. It's crazy. So uh here's my thing. Rear get Rhea Ripley into a, a singles program and let her let her let her rock. Because I think that she's she's gonna be great. However, we gotta talk about something else with the women. Do drop Becky, Bianca, Liv Morgan. They give him they give him Liv them clean pens, boy. Like them clean pins are serious. And it seems to me that it's clear that the direction is going to be uh it, it's really going to be Dewdrop, Bianca, Becky for the time being. And I'm cool with that. I, I thought that the tag match was really solid. I thought they worked really fast. And, and I think that again, we're starting the storyline tidbits of Bianca uh, is noticing that Becky's scared of her and that she's ducking her. So we're starting that early. Bianca declared for the Royal Rumble. Dewdrop is looking like a, a force that Becky needs to be reckoned with. I thought that was really good. They're giving a lot to Dewdrop. I think Dewdrop's she's the one to watch for me this year. I think in terms of the women's the women's division, she's mm-hmm. the one to watch. No, I agree. I think she's been phenomenal in the position that she's been put in. Um, and there's nothing more I can say. I mean, I'm looking forward to the Rumble. They're making her look strong heading into there. Um. Yeah, I mean that's it's kind of it. I didn't have much for the the opening women's segment besides they Bianca Belair is now officially the rocket is strapped. Yeah, yeah, she's back. <laughs> she's, like, she's like, hey, hey, y'all. I know y'all miss me, but <laughs> main, I'm back. Main character here. <laughs> yeah, here I am. Yeah. Um, also a big moment on Monday Night Raw. Damian Priest finally pinned by Kevin Owens. That's what happens when you resign, baby. I mean, a, a good thing would have been to get the championship, but I guess he couldn't get that, you know, put, put in his contract. But he beats Damian Priest, U.S. champion. Um, but, however, Damian Priest didn't go ape or jackal or whatever animal or beast that he thinks. Um, but nonetheless, Kevin Owens pinned Damian Priest. Could be another United States championship reign coming down the pipeline. I can see it happening. I think that KO doesn't go without a belt that long. I think this is like the longest stretch that he has not had a title since he got called up. Hmm. So it has to be. He hasn't had a title since like 2019. Hmm. 
That's this has been a longest stretch. That's a long time. Yeah. He hasn't had a title in a long, long time. And so I think that it's good. Cause it, cause my thing is this, I think it's Damien and edge at, at mania. Mm-hmm. It, they, he, they keep doing the brood stuff for a reason. I don't know, man. Even, I have to see programs it. that it doesn't make sense. I can even in programs it. where it doesn't make sense. You're gonna get the Damien versus the Brute. The Damien. How do you like them calling it the Damien? <laughs> That's nasty. I don't like that. <laughs> the Damien. I don't like that. Um, you know, I could see it happening, but also I don't know. I feel like you I don't know. I could see it happening, but I'm not really sure as of yet. I, 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 Damien Priest, I need to see the trajectory move a little bit faster, move a little bit quicker, some along those lines, and, and see where we lead to the edge thing. But I think it definitely could happen. Yeah. Now, speaking of that. Edge needs somebody. Yeah. Uh, what do you feel about this segment here? Whew. She got hit with a brick. <laughs> hit that bitch with a brick. <laughs> <laughs> 10 out of 10 would do it again. Um... That was awesome, man. <laughs> I thought that was- they've been killing it. it. It's a simple build. It's a simple build that that's that's banking on Edge wanting to do this. I think win or lose, I think Edge wins here. Just as a person, being able to to, to be with his wife. You know, we talk about. I talk about two thousand eight through like two thousand thirteen or two thousand seven through two thousand thirteen. 13 and not remember everything that happened. But I'm glad that these women, at least of the divas era. Um, get to actually showcase something. It was like, yeah, we were actually badass at the time because the way Maurice kind of carried that crowd. No Miz was there, by the way. Not that she needs it, but the the way she was able to say, like, I have a microphone, I can be louder than you, and really carry that. It's it's genuine heat to the point where you don't have to do, you don't have to come out and, gosh, you know what. Let me not even do that. <laughs> I was about to say something. No, I was about to say something about black belts. But <laughs> um, I think she was able to carry this crowd very, very well. And and I think she this was a layup for Edge and Beth Phoenix. And this is going to take them to the next level when they eventually had this match. And I think it adds a lot of heat to this match. So I think everyone's doing a great job heading into this. Like, this was fantastic. Yeah, it, it it it's 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 been good. I, I just want to get to the match. I, I think it's it's like, what do you mean? Murphy's birthday's I, next week. Oh God, I, I think I think uh, I think Novak said it was you know you know the product just feels stale right now. And WWE I think TV feels stale. I can't say the same for for this. I look forward to this segment. Maybe it's just me. But I do agree everything else was stale. For instance, Finn Balor versus Austin Theory. One, I get we have to have Austin Theory win, but Finn Balor just got back. (laughs) My son just got back. Like, just got back from doing nothing. And we immediately don't care about him. Or at least I don't. Um, So I thought that was weird. The almost versus Reggie thing... The the Nikki Ash and and Ray well, well, the, the the this thing with Finn is that now now that that report comes out now they're saying now he's saying uh now he's saying or Meltzer's saying well they're not they're trying not they're not gonna put they're they're using Finn in the Jeff Hardy position and I'm like 
what? I'm like, that doesn't, one, it doesn't make sense. Two, this is literally just a reaction to him losing last night, which again, was a, is a, it's, it's, a, it's a weird loss. It's, it's a just weird like, loss, but it, I guess it had to happen. I mean, he had yeah, a theory before he went on break. Yeah, and, and I, yeah, that's that's exactly what I was going to say. Booking is so whack. Oh. I hate 50-50, but yes, you're right. It's 50-50 booking. But it's also like, listen, Ben can lose. He loses often. Was it okay that he lost to Seth Rollins a month ago too? It, that, like, like no one no one said anything about it. My thing is this, like, Jess Finn has his fans, but no one was talking about him and no one gave a shit a couple months ago. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, after he lost to Roman, he, w- he was still, like, losing matches after that. No one, no one was was in an uproar about that at that point. Like Finn is where he is, but usually when we get reports about people saying where they say basically they have nothing for them, they usually end up winning the fucking title or something, <laughs> because it, like that's just the way the company goes. My thing is, is that we're doing this thing with Austin Theory, which I completely get, and Vince McMahon, and I still think it. This is, I think they are like. They're really buying up my concept of like this Vince McMahon only exists in Austin Theory's head, and I truly believe it now. Because <laughs> Finn hasn't even come into the office. Yeah, <laughs> where are they doing all this stuff at? Um, but just I don't know. I just want SmackDown is open. You know, you realize SmackDown has nothing. <laughs> yeah, SmackDown has nothing. Please send that man. I know he just got beat by Roman, so you don't really want to do that over again. Because he got to be in embarrassing fashion. Embarrassing. Yeah. Um, you don't even want to address that again. But SmackDown needs somebody. Please send one of them over. Send a couple of them over. There's so much good talent on Raw. You can give some to SmackDown. You can have them do something. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It just felt weird. I mean, I would just the the to me, it's it's 50-50 booking. I didn't really like the Finn Balor Austin Theory thing. I didn't like it because Finn Balor just came back. I felt like they could have had a segment where maybe they advanced this or something along those lines. But I didn't like it. It's like, all right, well, back to what you were doing. <laughs> Loose to that motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. It just felt it just felt weird. Yeah, very, very weird. Uh, we'll see what happens. Again, give it a give it a give it a few. But I I thought it was like, uh, whatever. I was just like, <laughs> y'all clearly don't want to give him the title. I, I don't know what it, I don't know what's advocating for this guy. Yeah, I, I think I'm not that sure neither. Cause I'm like, yo, why if if his contract was up for, per se, I don't know where else he would fucking go. <laughs> I know that's correct. I, I, honestly, like Finn Balor and AEW does not it, Finn Balor and WWE isn't exciting me right now, and him and another company doesn't excite me either. <laughs> like it, it it's what what would be different than in, in another company than what he was doing in NXT uh, a year ago? Nothing. Same matchups. He's still going to work the same way. He don't do like the crazy indie shit no more. The thing, he works. The thing is, even if you go to AEW, it's like the competition is so not. <laughs> it's the competition yeah. really that's really not up to par, in my opinion. Because watch Dynamite the other day, and we literally had Matt Hardy versus what the fuck is his name oh my god it was matt hardy versus no i need to remember his name because it's very important because just how things ended up was fucking stupid um dynamite matt hardy versus was it darby allen no who the fuck was this guy oh penta oh yeah penta zero (laughs) so they had that then they had 
um, Alistair Black come out for no reason. He's not involved in a feud with any of these guys. So he comes out. He gets jumped because then the other, what's what's my man's name? Son of the guy. Um, fucking, hmm? He's the son. Brian Pillman's son. Pillman. Brian Pillman Jr. Yeah, Brian Pillman Jr. So he comes out and they jump Alistair Black. So Alistair Black, who had nothing to do with this, he comes in, he gets jumped, and the other person comes in, gets jumped too. And then they all do this just so they could debut Brody King. Which to me made no sense. So I'm looking at I'm looking at like if you go to AEW, for instance, like if you're a fan or something, you're expecting a level of competition, like, yeah, there's Daniel Bryan there. Yeah, there's Adam Cole there, but you face Adam Cole a million fucking times. You don't need to face Adam Cole no more. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle Riley been there, done that. Bobby Fish, why even bother? But what do you do? So to me, I would hope they figure it out in WWE because his main roster, I feel like he showed how much more he could do on NXT, and there's a reason why he went to NXT. So please let him show what he can do. Because yeah. it doesn't have to be the same thing it was before he left. It really doesn't. Um, and I feel like he's, he would just dip, to be honest with you. If it was if it was up to Finn Balor and he was like, renew his contract, I feel like he wouldn't resign because he almost didn't resign the first time. Right. Um, um, that last l- segment. Go ahead. Bobby Lashley versus Seth Rollins. Oh, first of all. Is it, is it me? Does it feel like, does it feel like the MVP is going to turn on Bobby and then he's, that, he's actually the one calling the hurt business on him? Oh, yeah, right he now. probably will. First of all, that Lesnar Lashley video stack package i'm not sure if you saw it i saw it oh yeah. my god it's really good oh my god if you don't know who brock lesnar is like i, I want to send that to cyrus because because you know we're, <laughs> we're doing legendary we're doing legendary run no seriously we're doing legendary run and we're doing uh batista and we were talking about uh we're gonna that, that this will be on, on on the 8th of february uh but we're doing like just just basic research and stuff like that and we're talking about you know who's coming who's, who's come before him and i'm like yo the brock lesnar run you know was so massive that when they lost him the company was lost. You know what I mean? Like they didn't have anybody. Mm-hmm. You get to see why in that in that video package he was such a huge. He was a game changer he, for the WWE. Yeah, yeah. Brock Lesnar, uh, uh, such a large eclipse to the point where I don't think they generally saw it in John Cena or Batista until Brock Lesnar left. Exactly. Because yeah. I think they would have been perennial. Like I think. Batista would have been um, just strong muscle guy, big backup for Ric Flair. Um, John Cena would have continued to do what he was doing in the mid card, but it wasn't until Brock Lesnar left and there was such a massive void in the in the main event scene because they had spent the last two years really building everything around Brock Lesnar. He won the championship in six months from The Rock. Five. Five. Five from The Rock. <laughs> He held the WWE Championship for the majority of his run on the main roster. For those two years, he held the WWE Championship for the majority of that time. And then they lose him, so they're forced to make new stars. And I like how they did it with like, oh, you know, Brock Lesnar leaves and then Lashley comes in. But Lashley wasn't able to find that shit neither. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's one-on-one. That's why when people say like, ah, I don't get why Brock had to had to win the money in the bank. I don't get why Brock had to beat Big E. Brock isn't like 
isn't someone that j- just he's not a regular nigga. <laughs> yeah, he was just a fly by night. You know what I'm saying? We don't have anyone like him, and we probably never will find anyone like him again. There's nothing <laughs> that exists like Brock Lesnar that has existed no. in WWE before and afterwards. Maybe actually, maybe before, maybe even like WWF days, where it's like Bruno was the man and he really he sold all those seats in Madison Square Garden. But Brock, in terms of modern, it's not. There's no not one close. like him. Like yeah, there's no. There there might be people Stone Cold and the Rocks and all this other stuff like that. Yeah, but it's not like yeah. Brock Lesnar. They were not yeah. like Brock Lesnar. And I hate that this became like a Brock Lesnar like love fest, but like Brock Lesnar let's run coming soon. He's <laughs> he's different, man. He, and and I was telling Cyrus, I was like, I if we were to do one on him, I don't even know what year you would do. You could do his rookie year, but then you could do the year after that when he was a heel. Or you know what I'm saying? Like you could do so many. You, you could do his return. You could do the, the after the streak. You could do this run. Like it, there's so many, there's so many times where he's come back and just completely upended everything that's going on and, and, and shaking shit up. That you know it's crazy. Like you could literally just do a whole thing on him and Roman because that's a, a huge deal. So yeah, that that was a great video package. It it, it actually kind of ex- exemplified why this was such a big deal mm-hmm. and why this match is going to be such a big deal when it happens next weekend. So um, I thought it was a really good match. Of course, uh, Herb Brisons comes out and they they attack Bobby. Then the Usos come out and attack Seth. That ends the show. Um, but I, I do think that they're going to, they're going to a different direction with Bobby post uh, rumble. I think it's going to be something going on with the hurt business. They, they might introduce what, what if they put almost in the, in, in MVP's corner, Ooh, Bobby versus almost at mania. That could be something. That could you be know? something. That could be something. Yeah. Could Bobby put the hurt lock on this big ass nigga? I think I, that's my thing. I think if you want to get Bobby over and if you, if you want to make Bobby like this face, this big face is that you have him beat the giant. You have him beat that guy. I, I think that to me, that's sexy. No brainer to have Bobby be almost because it's almost like, or just face almost. I don't know if he necessarily has to beat him because I'm pretty sure they're going to go. They might go with almost to be honest with you, but yeah. I think that match is just quality in terms of it's the one rare occasion where Bobby has to overcome something. Right. 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 Absolutely right. Well, we've wasted too much of you guys' this time already. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yes. Thank you guys for listening to The A Show. Uh, next week, we'll be uh, talking about Royal Rumble. We'll be doing our predictions for Royal Rumble. Also, giving away our, our, our giving away the details. Are we going to give away the details before the Royal Rumble? We probably should. Yeah, no, for sure. So we'll be announcing the Royal Rumble pool next week. Trust me, you're going to want to be a Patreon because you'll have two opportunities. That's all I'll say about that. Um, okay. But you're going to want to be a patron to to, to to if you want to enter this Royal Rumble pool. If you don't, it's fine. It's still going to be standard affair for the most part, but we will get more into it next week. Last year, we had a very, very interesting thing. I thought only third people would sign up. I was painfully wrong um 
<laughs> so shout out to the support that we got for last year. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what we got. Make sure you guys um, follow and subscribe. Of course, we have patreon.com backslash the A Show RNC where you can find the Rewriters Room this week. You can find the War Report this week. And on February 8th, you can listen to Legendary Run Batista, hosted by Justin Davis and Cyrus. And of course, I'm still plotting in my brain of something else to do because it's been a while since the Invasion Diaries, and I kind of got the hankering for something and it's a little bit you know it's wrestlemania season coming up so i'm thinking of some things um and then also make sure you follow us on twitter at the hornc uh where you can stay tuned for everything that we got going on you get on the shows and what we're talking about and what we're tweeting about and all the etc like that um and yeah follow the podcast apple apple's podcast spotify all the other things make sure you follow all the rnc radio shows this week of course we continue the return of our euphoria based show um run the name back overly, overly, overly meditated i listened to it yeah. yesterday i listened to it yesterday did you see my comments yesterday yeah i saw okay all right well, i didn't agree all right but <laughs> all right fuck you um <laughs> rspn is out the a show is out black variant is out the lookout is out big eyes podcast is out the war report will be out on friday Stay tuned, stay ready. And then also, I'm assuming at some point we'll have, because I listened to this episode of The Black Print, and I was like, man, this is awesome. How frequent is that? How frequent is that? How when is that coming out? Every other week. We're going we're gonna to announce something. Or we're, gonna, we're announcing Patreon uh, stuff next week, uh, next Monday. And we are going to, we have a big announcement for that, but, you know, we're still working out the, working out the ink for that. But, um mm. We will be moving the schedule. It won't be bi-weekly all the time, but it's going to be bi It's more than like we're going to move weekly soon, but um, we're doing bi-weekly for right now. Okay, so that's all we can say. That's all I can say. But we're going to have a really cool episode um, talking about co- uh, black corporate America on the black print. Uh, okay, I'm ready. On Monday, we're going to have a really cool guest. We're working on it. Don't worry. It's happening. Me and Josh Pease, we're going to have a really cool caller. So, yeah. That is it for us on the A Show. For meals, I'm Justin. I got to get this show up for the Patreon. So <laughs> we got to go. <laughs> I'll see you guys next week uh, when we talk about Royal Rumble and everything going on with that. Peace out.